Hashimoto, Managing Director and Chief of Research for the Fuji Electronic Industries, has constructed special instruments which translate the electrical output of plants into modulated sounds giving voice to a cactus. Relying on her affinity for plants, Mrs. Hashimoto looks forward to actual conversation with her cactus. Convinced that it possesses an intelligence, she is determined to teach it the Japanese alphabet. Oh, <laughs> 
My name is Liz Miliarelli, and I also go by the name Sister Spinster, and I'm an herbalist and gospel lover and witch. about what I've been struck the most by um, before meeting you and then even affirmed since meeting you is the respect with which you approach your own ancestry mm. and the authenticity that then can come through like that respect and that honoring mm. and I'd just be curious if there's any you know magical mysterious things that led you down that path or that called that into being for you? Mm. Yeah, it was a very magical, mysterious process because I've always felt the importance of family and lineage and ancestors and, and not even just blood ancestors, but just having elders and people that you respect and admire and maybe whose work you admire that is like you see yourself as a part of the lineage of that work and that you carry that and that's always just been like a... I don't know, just a truth in my life that I've honored ever since being a little girl. And when I was in herb school, I was learning about all these plants that, you know, in this very westernized way of just saying, like, here's this plant, this is what it does in the body, and this is how you can, like, treat it. It was a very clinical program. And one night I went home. I went home, went to bed, had a dream that this woman, she told me her name was Theodosia, and she and I were on a boat to Poland, or coming from Poland to the United States, and um, she told me that I needed to like know my ancestors and my ancestral healing traditions, because that was like my medicine that I carried, and we had... Um, bergamot in the in the boat with us and in the dream I could smell the bergamot it was just such a strong sensory dream and so I woke up and I was kind of you know like whoa that was weird I don't know Theodosia um and I'm not Polish and then I actually like later discovered that my grandmother is Polish but she married an Italian man and kind of like assimilated into Italian culture and so I we never really celebrated or honored that side of the family or her her background so much it was always like the Miliarellis were Italian on this side you know but not knowing that I was actually like half Italian half Polish um and then it turns out that my great-grandmother's name is Theodosia and I had just dreamed the name and I didn't know it but there she was and um yeah, so under that strict instruction, <laughs> I started listening and then went to one of my teachers who I knew was Polish, um, Ataba Garcia Suzeki, and she was like, oh wow, this is like the third person who's come to me and approached me about Polish an- ancestry work, because she's done a lot of that work, and so she started a Slavic dreaming group that I participated in, and then from there, I have just kind of gone and really have gone 
gone deep into the ancestry work and yeah yeah <laughs> it's kind of magical it is incredible Very. Magical. yeah yeah <laughs> I teach a class called the Folk Medicine and Magic of Old Europe, which is for everyone, um, not just people of European descent. There's been people from all over, who have ancestries from all over that have taken the class, but um, since that's my lineage, that's, that's where I speak from, that's what I carry and what I know, and I'm not going to pretend to claim otherwise <laughs> anymore. And so that class has just kind of come from the ancestral work that I have done in terms of just relearning folk healing traditions of Europe, of like indigenous Europe, um, pre-Christian Europe, and then also ways in which those land-based medicines survived and have kind of braided together with Christianity over time, because Europe is still very pagan in many ways. Um, and then it's also turned into decolonization work for me of then noticing how as white people or people of European descent or settlers have continued to deny our own ancestry and and repress others from their own lineages and then we steal those lineages or those healing practices and try to make them our own as a form of ownership or capital. So it ended up being like way bigger than I had thought that the class would be because at first I was just like I just want to meet people who are interested in having these conversations about plants that you know maybe their memories in our in our body and, and learn those traditions because in herb school we didn't learn that stuff and that to me was like where the medicine was and in the, in the folk practices so that's one way in which the class has gone or which this work has gone um, and then the other way that is more simple but also complex I guess is that the work has led me to embodiment and that having an understanding of my ancestry and lineage and you know the ways in which my ancestors my ancestors have fucked up and how they've also um done well or you know been in relationship to land and place that 
that I am able to have a better way of contextualizing what's happening on the planet now and like how I receive feelings or how I um, am sexual or how I heal myself. And so for me, it's actually led to a much, I think, you know, in our culture, it's really easy to feel really estranged because, yeah, because of capitalism and so many other things. But like, so to feel like I belong to a lineage and tradition and, um, that has actually helped me feel more a part of this earth because those lineages are so connected to earth-based practices and like place-based, even though we're so removed from that here and as a settler. Um, but anyway, so it's helped me feel embodied and not like an alien <laughs> or something. with the world and so that's obviously going to be really different for a lot of different people and um, and that that's fine and that you can honor someone else's experience and your own experience and yeah it can be very very diverse in that way and then it's cool to like collaborate <laughs> and, and expand that further um, but yeah for me like I don't I guess even calling myself a witch in the introduction was kind of weird because I don't actually really like that word sometimes. I definitely prefer the term folk practitioner or just something that's more land-based because it is just how I'm in relationship with things around me and that 
is what gives me power is like the place that I'm in relationship with and what I'm relation in relationship with. And it's like, really, who are you in family with? Who are you in community with? And that is where I think all of the magic can unfold. No need to act. You already know. 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 I guess I hope that what comes through is that there's this understanding of yes you are valid and what you experience is real but that that experience is also so inherently tied to and in relationship with so many other things and so that in us doing our healing work we are shifting things around us and I do believe that but that it's also like that's coming back at us in different ways and that we can constantly be in relationship with it and that we are not separate right like us at our self-love yoga mat like that's not just that self-love isn't just for us over time like maybe we need to build that up at first and feel that but it can't end there that's what I'm I think that's what I'm really trying to say is that like for me I don't want people to just be like okay cool I discovered my magic and now I'm just gonna like do my shit on my altar at home because even though that's really powerful, it's like you got we need that in the world now and we and it's really important to like contribute that back. Yeah. Cause otherwise it's just kind of self serving to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um and that's a no judgment in terms of where someone is on that process. Like I know it takes time for a lot of people to like feel like they can even get there. Because <laughs> I know it took me a really long time, but Um, I'm not, I guess I'm just like, yeah, you can like self-love a lot. And then I just feel like people just stop there and they don't see how that can resonate out in a lot of other ways. Mm, Thank you. I think I needed to hear that. Mm -hmm. I think that's like a lot of like what new age stuff does a lot of the time. It's just like, you're healing yourself, you're healing yourself, you're healing yourself and like the world too, but how many expensive yoga retreats do you need to go on before you actually start like giving back to your community or volunteering or like bringing that magic into community ritual or inviting others into it? Like it can't just be like a solo life journey all the time because that's not how the world works (laughs) in my opinion. So I feel like I sound a little judgy, but, but I am a little judgy. So (laughs) that's fine. I mean, that's kind of how I feel. So
waste my time, 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 time. Straight from CIA, triple one and zero, don't waste my time. Welcome to Maccabee's Medical Monday. Today it's all about this, the cucumber. Or as they call it in Jamaica, cucumber. Cucumber. Vitamins, minerals, very high number. Silica, hair and nails get longer. Other vitamins make your bones them stronger. Anti-wrinkle make you look younger. Hmm. 95% water. Kidney cleanser, great hydrator. Detox, fiber, good regulator. Give your body good things. Don't be a traitor. Get the cucumber. Cut it in a slice. Put it in a jug of water overnight. You know what you get for a fraction of the price? Energy drink full of electrolyte. Roaring salad is one of the use. Uh, as a base for your vegetable juice. Another Surprise, put a slice on your eyes, take away the dryness, revitalize. Oh, yes. One thing I have left cucumber can also help with bad breath. Wash away the bacteria that cause the odor. Cucumber water instead of soda. A Maccabee Medical Monday. Cucumber. Betsy, look at these beans. We must plant some of them. Oh, Bill, we must plant corn too. I wonder if the vegetables in our garden. We'll grow as large as these in the seed catalog. Therefore, there is a film, a covering, a layer of illusion that's been created that covers over your mind and your intelligence, blocking you from hearing basic spiritual truths. Mr. Pop. Eat. When they got all through, I said, well, folks, don't get discouraged. It takes a lot of things to make a garden grow, and one of the most important is the physical structure of the soil itself. Here's something you ought to try, a new chemical soil conditioner called Quillium, made by Monsanto. It'll really do a job on that miserable soil of yours. I wish we'd had it ten years ago when we first started our garden. It would have saved us a lot of time and a lot of headaches. Absolutely. Let's take another call. Let's go to our first-time caller line. You're on Coast to Coast with us. Go ahead, please. Yeah, this is Brad from South Bend. Yeah. I had a question for your caller. Go ahead. Um, when we cut our grass, are we offending our grass? <laughs> you know, I asked him that. And go ahead. Give us that same answer, Clay. Yeah, uh, as long as you're doing it for the well-being of the grass. And, and uh, in, fact, in fact, if you sort of mentally think in terms of what you're doing and giving prior notification. Why uh, I, I think that cutting down, cutting grass, back grass is for its benefit, and if you think of it along this line, it goes into an insensitive state. I would suspect where it doesn't feel any pain. Uh, I found this in the laboratory that, that too. That if you do anything that's going to be somewhat abusive to the plant, it will it will go insensitive to plant line on you, and then it comes to maybe 20 minutes later it'll come back to itself again. But I think that very likely it goes into this state where it doesn't feel any pain, but knows it's done for you know it's uh, betterment.
Research conducted in the Soviet Union leads scientists to believe that plants may think. Attached to delicate electronic instruments, a cabbage plant registers annoyance to the exhaling of tobacco smoke on its leaf surfaces. A scene familiar in any kitchen takes on special importance in this experiment. In some mysterious way, the plant which is attached to the instrument is able to feel the mutilation of its comrade. In a more advanced experiment, technicians were asked to pass through a laboratory containing two living cabbage plants. One of the subjects has been instructed to destroy the plant which is not attached to the electronic instruments. Later, the technicians are asked to return to the scene of the crime. The evidence is clear. The remaining plant has correctly identified the assailant. Since 1959, the Academy of Sciences of the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics has advanced research for the application of automation and cybernetics in plant husbandry. Connected to electronic instrumentation, these plants express their wishes directly, without the need of human guidance. agricultural centers of the future, plants will show themselves to be fully rational beings, controlling their intake of water and nutrients, and even regulating the temperature and humidity of their environment. just beginning to understand the language of plants. It is a difficult and fascinating road wherein a multitude of surprises awaits us. From this beginning will come a world of harmony between mankind and nature. Through the gift of human ingenuity, all things are possible. All that we need is a peaceful sky above.
to the New York Times, January 3rd, 1976. Dr. George Milstein, a former dentist who for the last 12 years devoted himself to indoor horticulture, died Tuesday in Mount Sinai Hospital. He was 62 years old and lived in Long Island City, Queens. Dr. Milstein, who lectured at the Bronx, Brooklyn and Queens Botanic Gardens, in 1970 made a record music to grow plants by with environmental sound control incorporated he maintained that the vibrations of the music were beneficial to the growth of plants indoors he was a specialist in brim lights a variety of tropical plants that includes the pineapple and he founded and edited the monthly magazine bromeliana dr milstein a graduate of the University of Missouri School of Dentistry, served as an Army major in World War II and was official dental surgeon at the Nuremberg Trials. Surviving are his wife, Fatima, his mother, Fanny, a brother and a sister. body of a mushroom lives 99% below the ground. Linguini roots form a nutrient superhighway. They speak to each other of their haves and needs, torrents of nutrients seeding and downloading, and I imagine myself a tiny cantrell that he feeds across 200 miles of black earth. I ask him, have you ever seen an infographic of daily flight patterns in this country? He should have only made it as far as the radio waves, broadcasting high into a mountain during that time of day when vision takes on a texture. In this time, when foraged means expensive, nostalgic for something that really means I'm working. I am the one with a taste for Clayton Clay left behind on my bed sheets each morning. For a lorry cage too long is prone to mischief, 
and powdered minerals are no substitute to the nectar of soft fruits. He claims that every ruby castle in a pomegranate is worthy of the effort. So what good are the business pages when you're built for the jungle?
mostly we will discuss herbal tinctures and I've actually already mixed up a blend I'd like you to try it it's amazing isn't it just so soothing sweet smell <laughs> I'm <laughs> gonna